Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Aaron Martin, the podcast where we talk about reality TV and we get a little bit culty. Hey, have you listened to my Cult Talk with Aaron Martin podcast yet? It is out. It has six episodes live as of today. I just dropped the sixth one today. It's an episode where I interview an ex-Kobu member who's not my mom. His name is James LaRue, and he is someone I interviewed a year ago, but we went way more in depth this time. He's an author. He's written books on the Kobu, the cult I was born into, and and if you haven't listened to the five-part series where I interview my mom about her time in Kobu, those are all in Call Talk with Aaron Martin on iTunes, anywhere you find podcasts, really. And uh, I want to hear your feedback on that. You can also join the Call Talk with Aaron Martin Facebook group in addition to the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook group if you're interested in doing deep diving on any and all cults. Remember that Call Talk, this is just season one, so I'm going to be exploring other cults in the future, but of course... I wanted to start with my own experience. All right, now let's get on to reality TV. I have the amazing Michelle Collins with me today. You know her from her hosting of 90 Day Live. If you are a 90 Day Fiance fan, you also know that Michelle has been an enormous super fan of 90 Day Fiance forever, just like many of us. And even those of you who have come on more recently who have done the retroactive deep diving of 90 Day, you know how addictive this show is. Well, Michelle is just as much of a fan as we are, and I was so happy that she took time out to let me interview her today. I've been on her show a couple of times. She has a serious XM show on channel 109. That's the same channel as Jenny McCarthy. It is right before Jenny's show, and it's called The Michelle Collins Show, of course. So it's on 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Sirius XM stars channel 109. And I've been on there twice to talk about, of course, 90 Day Fiance. I also had the pleasure of being on the first installment of 90 Day Live via Skype with Michelle, and that's kind of where we connected. We are talking a lot about 90 Day Live in this episode because I know many of you have had questions about how are they putting this show together? There are many criticisms of 90 Day Live. Michelle, you know, really gets honest about addressing those. She talks about what it's like to interview the friends of these cast members, some of the cast members themselves, and how, you know, walking that line can be. It can be a tough gig sometimes. But we also just go, oh, we just go everywhere talking about all of the good juice that 90 Day provides. And you know what, especially with the social media nuttiness going on lately with the 90 Day Fiance cast, and it is insane, you guys, we even comment on that because we're both wondering, just like a lot of you are, where is this show going to go if these cast members who are real people... You know, we under we all understand these are real people, but if they just keep really truly flying off the handle, getting in fights with each other on Instagram, I mean, uh, getting arrested, we all know about the Larissa thing, and just, you know, how is this going to pan out for future seasons? So it's all here. It's all 90 day today. This is going to be our holiday episode, and I want you to also make sure to tune into Reality Checked with Amy Phillips on Thanksgiving Day. 
day. That is on Sirius as well, so you have to have a Sirius subscription to do that. But I will be on with Amy to talk about housewives, to talk about some inside scoops on things I've written before on reality tea and people that she's interviewed, I've interviewed. She just has a lot of questions for me, and I know it's going to be a ton of fun. She has a bunch of different guests on for her Thanksgiving show. So if you have Sirius, then go ahead and tune into Reality Checked. You will have a ball, and maybe it'll just make the time go a little bit faster if you are cooking a humongous meal for your entire family like I am. Okay, so let me introduce Michelle Collins and give you a little bit of background on her. For those of you who don't tune into her show every day, if you have Sirius, please do. It is a joy to listen to. I listen to it all the time before Jenny's show. Michelle is a hilarious and whip-smart comedian. She's still doing stand-up out there, and I hope to catch one of her shows one of these days. She's the former co-host of The View. She's, of course, the current star and host of The Michelle Collins Show on SiriusXM. She is also the host, as you know, of TLC's 90 Day Live and a super fan of 90 Day Fiance. I love her. I know you will too. Enjoy the interview. Here we go. Well, Michelle, I'm so happy that you came to do this with me today because I am technologically unprepared and you were so sweet to actually download Skype to your phone and oh my gosh. talk with me. Thank you, ma'am. I am so happy to just, number one, have Skype on my phone. Like, where have I been? And number two, talk to you because you know I adore you so much. And um, yeah, you're my go-to 90-day girl. I know. We, we basically have bonded over 90-day fiance. So you have been a super fan of 90-day since the very beginning. Tell me about your history with it. Did you start on board season one, episode one, or did you have to do like the retro deep dive on the weekend at some point? Uh, I think I started season two or three, but I did the retro. So I am fairly sure I've seen every season and I became obsessed with it probably two or three years ago. I want to say I was like on board before it became the massive phenomenon that it is now, you know? Um, and I just, I love it. I mean, there's not much more to say. Yeah, I love it too. I, I, I got on board season two. If I'm correct, that was the Danielle Mohammed season. Oh, I, I mean, <laughs> that was the Mona Lisa of 90 Day Fiance seasons. Like that, you know, you look back now and you're like, wow, that was just Michelangelo's uh, uh, David basically of seasons. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, and even since then, we've had some crazy, insane, fun couples to watch, like the Michael Angelas of the world. But I'm like, you know what? You just don't hold a candle to Danielle Muhammad. Like, no one ever will. And oh I think TLC God. even knows that. Sharp Entertainment is probably on the hunt for us. I mean, just with the annulment and the, you know, friend Beth following him around, the oh. side characters, Walmart Tom, it was a whole cornucopia. Of her people. kids who actually were really nice. You know, I have to say that all the kids on the show, it's rare that there's a kid on the show who I'm just like, I mean, they exist, obviously, but most of the kids are like very well adjusted when they you think are. about it. You're right. You know, you these parents who are sort of uh, stunted kids themselves, and it's almost like the kids had to be adults in order to raise themselves. Yeah. You know what? That's probably true. It's almost like the yeah. adult child of a dysfunctional family. You see exactly. how that starts happening in childhood. They're the parent. Because Danielle's three girls, were didn't she have three girls, I think? Something yeah. like that. They were always like, mom, are you sure he's into you? Mom, he doesn't live here anymore. Maybe you shouldn't call him and stalk him. I mean, they were always telling her that. They were basically the the, the audience mouthpiece. And all the kids do that to a certain extent. You're right. They do. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to ask you, since we're just talking about Danielle and Mohammed, 
are they your favorite couple ever? Or do you have a favorite couple ever, ever? A favorite season ever? I have to tell you something. I I think my, probably my favorite season was the season before this, of before the 90 days. Because to me, when I knew that this show was like legit, was when they got mugged by Machete. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I watched Survivor. I watched Amazing Race. I've been around the block with reality TV. And that, I was like, well... I won't forget that. I mean, that to me was like, this shit is real. They're in the pits of Brazil if this is happening, right? I know. Like, they need to get combat pay. Combat pay was necessary. I interviewed Paul, and I said, was the camera crew pissed at you after that? Like, how did they ever have a relationship with you after that moment? And he was like, well, uh, yeah, I'd say you're on the right track with that, but it's all good now. (laughs) I mean, I I actually was wondering, like, if they even have security going with them now because – they're really in like very poor parts of the world and they're there with this big equipment, you know, probably causing a scene. I imagine in like Nigeria when they show up somewhere with a huge crew, you know? Yeah. So, um, I don't know what to tell you, but favorite couple, obviously look, and Fisa and George were like very special, very special. Um, I was thinking about her because I know a lot of people are comparing Infisa to, um, Larissa, right? Larissa. Yeah, they are. And they're not, they're not the same. They're not the same. They're not. They're both like high maintenance, but in different ways that I actually feel like Infisa is a better person. And certainly the second time she was on the show, it was like the Infisa um, apology tour. You know, I felt like she kind of reined it in because probably when you get all the Internet feedback, which we both know the show has tons of, um, you know, they can kind of shape themselves, mold themselves when they come back. Yeah, they can. And uh, do you think that's part producer driven or do you think Anfisa had it in her own head? I need to present myself in this way. I just can't see her thinking that deeply about her own image. Maybe she did. I actually disagree because I don't think the producers would have steered her in that direction. Yeah, maybe not because they like the drama. I mean, the whole thing with them was that she was like a rabid, feral animal. And then she came back, you know, amazing tv but then came back and was like definitely more it reminded me almost of like the kelly dodd makeover on oc yes we're like except different but kelly where she had clear anger issues and was just super nasty and now this season we're like wow kelly's cool like her daughter's so nice you know we're seeing this other side so yeah everyone loves kelly and that happens with housewives all the time yeah so 90 day is kind of following those footsteps where we see people from season to season because it used to be that it was just a single crew of people and then you never saw them again except for danielle muhammad they started the trend of seeing people season after season now we have like nicole and Azin azan and how they've tracked through several seasons and they're still not married and by the way how do you say that name because i thank you you know i don't know my no because she says as in right but i'm like listen it's nicole so you know <laughs> i mean i don't know where you know i don't know like in her <laughs> dialect if that's correct, because as a person who also says aunt and piano, I, I, I'm annoying. So I'm like, okay, uh, maybe it's awesome. That seems fair to me. And then when I said it on the show, people went nuts. They were like, it's as in, you know, like, okay, well. It's like right. Teresa Judice, Judici, Judici. Like, that's what I'm saying. Right, when they don't know how to pronounce their own names or their fiancés' names, you just are following suit. You're like, I'm just going to say like... it how they do. But we all know it's not Azin. We all know it's probably Azan, but I say Azin too. There is no way it is Azin. There's no way. No, there's there is no, no way. Arabic person who says that. <laughs> no, 
I'm sorry. My mother's from the Middle East. I mean, you know, I need some legitimacy here. I, I have to voice my own thoughts. You know. <laughs> you know what? I knew I was your soul sister because you just said you say aunt. I say aunt. See, all of my oh. aunts are from Massachusetts, and that's just the way they say it. And they say, I and say I'm like, aunt. that's how it's spelled, people. I had to retrain myself. This is actually just um, incorrect, but I had to retrain myself because I would always say, oh, she played the piano. People would be like, the what? I'm like, the that. piano. They're like, piano, you animal. I'm like, mm-hmm, sorry. <laughs> so, so I'm just like, I'm just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So do you remember when, when I was thinking about favorite couples, I, too, was thinking of the machete scene. It's one of the only scenes my husband, who refuses to watch any of this crap, saw <laughs> me watching and stopped behind the couch and stared. And he said, is this one of your shows? And I was like, yes, it is. They just got robbed at Machete Point. This is 90 yep. Day. The show I've been telling you, will you'll be living your best life if you watch it with me. He still refuses, but he was like riveted by that scene. So I was thinking Paul and Karini season one. Yes, just with all of Paul's accoutrement, like everything mm. he brought with him to the oh, Amazon. The tubs, the tubs full of garbage. I was like, what? How is he? What is he floating on the tub? Like um, Rose and Titanic? Down the, I, I just, I didn't get it. I was like, where is he schlepping these tubs? And him Go asking on. her to marry him, like doing the finger in the hole and everything about Paul oh. season one. He just couldn't ever match that season two. You know, they just couldn't do it. But then I, I was I also agree. thinking one of the all time creepiest couples that still appear on some Reddit threads now and then are Mark and Nikki. Do you remember these people? Oh, uh, do I remember Mark and Nikki? Uh, yeah. Are they still kicking? I just did a little bit of a shallow dive on them before talking to Uh you because I'm like, oh, whatever happened to good old Mark? Yeah, they're still apparently together as of May 2018. So that's not too long ago. They tried to sue the network. No, you're joking. They did. He said said they made him look like a monster and he's sick of being called a serial killer. (laughs) You know, can I just say, can I just say one thing though, is that. 90 day fans, when they have nothing else, when they don't know where else to go, they beeline to serial killer. I mean, everything. It's like, I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. It's, you know what it is? It's just the creepy dudes who look for love abroad and you know they could never get a date here. And I mean, Colt, I agree. He's not a serial killer, but the whole thing about how he lives with his mom and he says, we've had a special thing for some time now. You know, the, the things he says are so Norman Batesy sometimes. They're like ish. I agree. I will say that after meeting Deb, who was very lovely, and I actually have sympathy for her just because like, how did she end up on the show? It's just Deb broke my heart a little bit. I, yeah. I lay off of Colt a little bit just because Oh my God, like there's something dark going on and I don't know what it is and I don't know who's at fault. I do find it interesting that everybody blames him because from what I've seen on the show and what I've read on Instagram, she really seems extra super nuts and also getting arrested to me. I mean, you know, I I don't, I don't know who's right. I don't know who's right, right, but I'm just saying that people are like a little bit, I, I feel like a little too harsh against him he's just like awkward you know and listen she knows what she got herself into this is not a surprise for her when you watch them together she won't won't even kiss him you know she won't she's not very affectionate at all what did you what did you think about him having the high sex drive well after um giving myself a frontal lobotomy i (laughs) thought it through (laughs) and 
you know, it actually almost doesn't surprise me. But also, let's be real, like, is it really a high sex drive? Yeah, maybe, you know, and for Larissa, too, I think what we're finding out about her, because more and more details are coming out every day, she finally fessed up that she does have two kids. That she left oh, them behind in Brazil. Yep. She has a son and a daughter, I believe, or maybe two sons. One of them, at least, is a boy. Um, her ex published something on – everything's happening on freaking Instagram. I'm like, Instagram was supposed to be the nice place. Where's This isn't even happening on Twitter, which is the mean yeah, place. Instagram is safe. I, not anymore. Not with the 90-day cast. Eric's on there waving around a gun. Larissa's getting called out for having kids. I mean, and this guy who is the father of her one son is has custody of him. Her own father has custody of the other child. And Larissa published a statement saying, yes, this is true. I left them behind. I'm hoping to bring them over one day. But I'm like, this is why wasn't that made part of the story? Because, you know, with Hazel, even though we never saw her child, she definitely spoke of it. Yeah. It's just like kind of shady to me that she we're supposed to see the Colt and Larissa is just two like unattached people who get together. And yeah, I don't know. That's weird. To I me. don't know either. Listen, there are so many questions. And let's be honest, it's a show that's getting a lot of attention. So everybody wants their own piece and everyone's going to get involved. You know, I it's impossible to know who's right, who's wrong. It is. What's it's just? I mean, how can you even come to a judgment on any of it, really, outside of what you really see on the show? Because it, you know that the network it would will stand by that. Do you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. And that and what they choose to show us is so crazy. Anyway, that you can comment on that forever. But it seems like there's a there's an off camera kind of show going on now on Instagram. I actually just talked about it on a recent Patreon episode of mine. I don't like it. I don't like how all this stuff is coming out beforehand and behind the scenes. It's kind of ruining the show for me in a way. I mean, with an arrest, of course, that's public record. But there's a lot of fighting among the cast members on Instagram, and it's just gross. Like, Leda is yelling at people. Really? Fernanda and John were calling Larissa out for getting arrested, and then Colt fired back at Jonathan like, well, you just bought a child bride. Yeah, they're just really nasty with each other. Wow. I actually am in shock from hearing this because I like try to stay a little bit classy when it comes to things like this. Like, right. I don't, I, you know, you're actually, I have to really thank you because you are my main line to all of this information. Like I get it through <laughs> you and I'm a member of like a couple of secret Facebook groups. I get some information there, but right. I, I don't like to dig because truly the what do you think happened? Like, what? when did it get so dark? That was my question for, I guess, the universe recently, because I, I said that actually on, on my Facebook page. I was like, when did it get so dark? And for me, it got really dark when I saw Eric showing his gun on his hip. This isn't a gun control debate, and I've said this before yeah. on another episode, but to in response to trolls online, I'm like, don't they really have a contact maybe at Sharp or at TLC or somewhere where they could say, hey, this happened to me online. My wife was getting death threats because that's what Eric claims happened. You know, how do I handle this? It's like they've had no training on how to interact with their fans, and so instead he's on there chilling in Baraboo with a gun and right. telling people, go ahead, bring it. I carry this every day. And I'm like, that's just not a good look for this whole show. <laughs> I agree. However, and I'm not certainly not defending what he did at all. I'm just saying that these people who are on the show are normal people. Say what you will about agreeing to sign up and blah, blah, blah. When you look at any other reality show, nobody, well, as far as I know, because from the ones I watch, right? Right. The amount of attention and like scrutiny that these normal, quote unquote, normal people are getting is insane. And I could see, you know, how much can they take how much can they take i'm not defending i'm not defending any of their behavior right but i'm just saying that 
they're they're humans and when you have a a a group of torch wielders coming for you i could see them snapping and i'm not again it's just i'm talking about the psychology behind it i'm not saying who's right and who's wrong it just feels like a normal person and i'm sure your listeners would agree imagine being in that scenario totally it's like i think it's a lot i think it's honestly too much and the truth is like can the network then what can they do like how do they uh handle the rage from the fans, which I don't even know where that's coming from against all these people. What do you, seriously, let's talk about this for a second because yeah. I was on 90 day live with you for the first iteration for, for yeah. just like, I mean, I was on for seven minutes or something, something really short. You've done all three. You've hosted all three different guests. Mm-hmm. You've done Skype guests. You've done live guests. Yep. The reaction to that is so enormous every time. Like what is, you know, like people are like calling out everything and it's like, just enjoy the show. I'm not sure. I don't know. I listen. I I try to avoid it myself because again, I'm a person Smart. and I'm, you know, I'm a normal person. I'm not like some uh, Oprah who has like. I'm not going back to my compound. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, I'm very grateful to host that show. I really love doing it. I love meeting the people. I love the show. You know, so I feel lucky to be able to work with TLC and have this kind of coveted job let's be honest it's really i enjoy it it's fun i don't know why you know i'm doing my best i've hosted a number of after shows i did the bachelor after show which was really fun this is a bit of a different vibe because that show was like comedic you know and this is a little more serious for sure but you know i still listen i have my morning radio show in serious i it's how i conduct interviews you know yeah i i don't know where I have nothing to say about it other than that. Like I'm doing the best I can. What's tough is that the sh- you know, a lot of the interviews are via Skype. I know. So I know a lot of the feedback is that I interrupt people. And it's like, what they have to understand is that any host of a live show, it's not the tell all, which is pre-taped and they can edit around all of that. Right. This is happening as you're watching it. So unfortunately when I have a producer in my ear, begging me to go to break because we have to have commercials and I have someone who maybe doesn't realize that on the other line of the Skype, you know, or whatever, this video chat. Yep. Um, I have to sometimes cut people off. That is just part of the job. And I, I try my best, you know, to, to work. Sometimes there's a time difference and a delay I'm doing as, as best as I can. And I, I personally, I think I do a good job. I mean, I, I think you do. You know, too. I do what I do. I'm sorry if people don't appreciate it. They, it's their choice. They don't have to watch, but I know they love to watch because let's be honest, they hate watch. Exactly. I've, I've done it with shows and that's okay. And you've talked to producers before and they, yeah, they call it engagement no matter what kind of reaction yeah, it is. Fine. It's like it's viewer engagement. Now for me, I think the show is fun because we get to see as the, as sort of the footage is rolling of the season, it's mid season, it's the end of season, but the season's not yeah. over yet. We get to hear from people. And I like that. I like seeing Debbie. I like seeing Angela come back, even though Angela was so subdued with you. She was so subdued. And by the way, she was so complimentary of me, which was kind of funny. Aww. She was like, wow, like saying such nice stuff. And then, you know, I'm always, listen, the other thing is this, like, it's not a gotcha show. No. If anything, it's the opposite. I'm there. My style is like, let's get to know each other, be friendly a little funny with each other, bring out the best, you know? And so Debbie, was like really great. I loved her. Angela was, listen, my dream was that she would storm off, you know, <laughs> no. just because what great TV. I was like, Oh my God, all of our dream. We're all waiting for that to happen. And she was like, sweetest pie makeover. She Angela looks great. Looks great. Oh, the makeover. Forget about it. You know, um, 
you know, I do my own wardrobe on the show, by the way. And like someone was like, a, a friend of mine was like, oh, you needed a lint roller. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> but like, by the way, by the way, I was like, thank you. Genuinely, like, how come no one? Because I can't see myself when I'm sitting there. So I want to oh apologize. If anyone on Reddit pointed out how linty I was, I did not know. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a little behind the scenes uh, slice of life. I yeah. love how you rolled with the chair thing, how you were talking about that on I your mean, own I Instagram. That was hilarious. Listen, I'm six foot one. I'm not Carly Kloss. Okay. I don't pick the furniture there. When I show up, they have a small chair. What am I going to do? Demand a bigger chair? I'm not Wendy Williams. I'll do it. I'll sit there. And <laughs> even my mother was like, listen, the chair was too small. I'm like, okay. So then they brought in a big chair and then everyone made fun of that chair. I'm like, keep making fun of the chair. You know what? I'm, I'm having fun. I'm collecting a check. I'm enjoying it. End of story. Exactly. And that's all there is to it. And frankly, the fact that I am so controversial, I actually think is a good thing because I'm making people feel a certain way. So isn't that what we all want? Michelle, right? that's exactly what we all want. I actually loved when you were calling out, oh my God, who was it? Was it Ricky or Ricky's like friends or I don't know. It was on the last one and you were actually asking things and then, oh my God, somebody's brother, Tariq's brother came on and said like he likes threesomes and it was crazy. It was crazy. Oh, that was two shows ago. Yeah. 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 That was wild. I mean, but that's good stuff. Listen, he was fun. Look, the show, here's the deal, right? The show is meant to be fun and that's all there is to it. It's not you know, uh, I'm not Neil deGrasse Tyson. We're there to get to know each other. The show is supposed to be a slice of these people's lives, which is definitely different. And it's a relationship show, basically. So, you know, we're I'm just trying to get to figure out some of the decisions that are being made. And hopefully my my goal when doing it is to get new information, you know, and, and to try to ask the questions that I see being asked online while watching it. Exactly, because you follow that. Who has been the most surprising guest on there for you? That's tough. I mean, you know, I was like a little uh, Tasha, who was uh, Eric's daughter. Yeah. I really wanted her to like, uh, you know, my dream is that these people come on and they're like, listen, here's the real thing. But I think everyone shows up on their best behavior. Yeah. So she, I thought, was... uh, I wanted more information, you know what I mean? But she was nice. Everybody's been nice. Um, who else? I mean, for sure, Dean, uh, uh, what's his name? Dean. Dean, that's he, Rick's brother, yes. Dean was an absolute crack up. And, you know, I love when people come on and they're funny and they have know how to have a good time. And for me, I mean, like, we were connecting. You know, I felt like he was there to laugh. He was very funny. Great guest, great energy. So I really thought Dean was great. Yeah, he was good. I remember the first one you did, Danielle was live with you. And she was, you described her as pretty sweet, right? Listen, you know, here's the thing, Erin. I'm, yeah, she was nice. Yeah, Like, totally. what do you want me to do? Sit here and be like, well, like she comes on the show. She's this lady, you know, she was very nice, came on, had her glasses on, you know. So I'm like, what What are people expecting from these guests? Like, they're going to come sit there and be friendly. Everybody's been nice. Exactly. I really mean that. Uh, you know, uh, I, listen, I wish that I could sit there with like Darcy and Jesse or, you know, some, I, I wish that I could get more of the people versus like the, the friends. But also I do think that the friends offer, um, kind of a peek into these relationships that perhaps these people themselves don't see. You they know, totally so, do. They totally do. Yeah. Okay. Last question about one person from this season. Yes. Go on. Asuelo. Are you in love with him <sighs> or is he fronting? A, the the voice of an angel, the body of a Samoan dancer. I mean, is he tricking us all or is he this pure? He does have the curvy body of a Samoan dancer. He and I do not not look alike. Um, okay, so I've often been described as a Samoan dancer by 
gentlemen callers. Um, <laughs> what is my take on Asuela? You know, listen, what is my take on him? I feel bad for both of them. I'm going to be honest because clearly they're attracted to each other. I think they're both attractive people. Actually. I think that they're good looking. Yeah. Um, the baby's very cute, but like energy wise, I mean, I hope they have a, a loving cause they have that kid. I hope it lasts forever. I think that because of the cultural and language barrier, it's going to be really hard for them to connect in a deeper level. Like we saw with her Cheeto fingers in the car. Oh my God. Uh, I've never, my eyes literally have never seen a color like that. I actually Googled <laughs> what are, co- I'm not even being funny. I Googled what is a color that the human eye cannot see after Seriously? watching. Cause I was like, and it's apparently red and green and blue and orange or blue and um, excuse me, blue and yellow. Those had to be flaming hot. Those were flaming hot Cheetos. Those were the ones those, that sent little Zan or little Zan, whatever, to the hospital. Because that's correct. Because those yeah. were like neon. You actually posted that on your social media and I was dying. Those Cheeto yes. fingers were on fire. They were um, hashtag Cheeto fingies. We call them fingies. <laughs> she was. But my point is, is like, and I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, but I, uh, I hope the best for them. I really do. I will. I'm curious to see where it goes because it does seem like also in maturity level they're on different wavelengths a they little are. bit it's a little bit like she's dating encino man or like someone dug up from the past who doesn't know where he is i mean it's very strange that's hilarious because uh i probably make an encino man reference every day and so the fact <laughs> that you just said that i also love wait i also love another blast from the past Brendan Fraser clearly has the face of someone who's just woken up from like a 900 year long totally. coma. Those are the only movies movie. he makes. I know. He's always like, what year is it? <laughs> I'm like, Brendan, it's 2018. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. That's, well, that's, so, that's yeah, a swallow. That's such a great call. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Well, thank you, Michelle. You are the best. The best, the best, I the best. I adore you and thank you for your continued support. And Aaron, you know that I think you're great. So call into the show sometime soon. We'd love to chat. I will. I'll do that very soon. And I'm going to make sure to put all of your show connections and how to follow you on social media because your Instagram is highly entertaining, I should it's say. at Mish Call for those of you who care. Thank right. you guys. Thanks, Thanks Aaron. Michelle. Thanks for talking. Bye. Thanks for listening. It was super fun to talk to Michelle Collins today, and I hope I get to do it again. We will definitely be seeing her back on 90 Day Live. I'm sure they're going to have another one before the season ends. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Erin Leah Martin. You can visit my website, pinkshadewitherinmartin.com. You can read my recaps on realitytea.com. I'm doing 90 Day over there right now, but I will be covering Love After Lockup. It's coming back December 7th. That is right around the corner. I can't wait. Also, if you would take the time to go to iTunes and leave me a five-star rating and review, that is so helpful. Thanks to everyone who's taken the trouble to go there and do that. It means the world to me. And lastly, my other podcast, Cult Talk with Aaron Martin, can be found on any platform you find this podcast on. You can subscribe today. There are now six episodes live, including a five-part series with my mom and the first of two parts with an ex-Kobu member and author. And don't forget to catch me on The Jenny McCarthy Show every week for Real Housewives Roundup, sometimes Thursdays, sometimes Fridays. It's on Sirius XM Channel 109. I hope everyone here in the U.S. has a wonderful Thanksgiving and good luck on Black Friday. Soldiers, I'm with you in arms. Until next time, I will see you in reality.
This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows and this is one we think you're going to love. Hey Vanessa. Hi Casper. Do you happen to like the Harry Potter books? Uh yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Me too. That's why we started a podcast called Harry Potter and the Sacred Text where we read the whole series chapter by chapter. That's right. And we've just started book 7, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. If you've spent your whole adult life missing English class and you love Harry Potter, then this is the podcast for you. Listen on your favorite podcast app today. Acast is home to the biggest podcast from the US and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.